Thank you all so much for holding. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being full-time in our life. We ask that you please allow us to receive your word today. Let it resonate in our hearts. God, we just really need you to be able to redirect our life so that we are living a life of righteousness, craving you, craving your word, craving your plan for us, your will, your purpose. God, we want to be able to satisfy you. So we just ask that you just give us favor in every situation and circumstance, God. Allow your Holy Spirit to be quickened inside of us. Let us have discernment at all times. Give us traveling mercies. God, let our feet run to do things that are good. Let our minds focus on the, the things that you have planned, not on the things that, that allow us to be put under in life, but let us focus on the things that allow us to overcome and overcome in life. So God, we just thank you right now that your desire outcomes will be fulfilled in our life, that your desires will be manifested in our life, God, that we will have peace that surpasses all understanding. And um, so we just ask you today to please fill us up with your Holy Spirit. And uh, Holy Spirit, we thank you for giving us knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you for discernment. We also thank you for just filling us up. We thank you for having access to you. God, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit so that we can utilize what you've given us. Thank you for your word, God. Uh, we just thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you've done, even the things that we don't know that you have done for us, God. We just really do appreciate you a lot, Lord. So um, we really do ask that you just please keep our hearts soft and our minds open for you. God, allow your word to become living a part of our lives. And uh, we just ask that you keep our hearts open um, for change in a way where we can embrace the new things that you have for us, the transformation that we need in our life. God, so we thank you. We give you glory, praise, and honor. But most importantly, God, we ask that you please allow your will to be done. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your blood. Amen. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I do apologize about the long wait today. Um, so I won't be able to get online on my laptop. I have to actually um, request a technician to come out to get my internet services repaired. So um, I I can't really even use my, um, my hotspot too much. And so I'm, I'm just going to be working today off of the phone. Um, so let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and get it, get right into the word. Um, let's see here. So I've been talking about, um, I have been talking about, I don't know. I was trying, I was trying to see if I could get the internet back up and running because it was working for a little bit today. And now it's like, as soon as I logged in, so I had to reset it for updates and now it's completely slow and I'm I'm really trying to um show a video and some other things um this should be the last day for women's health that I'll be discussing hopefully that's what I was anticipating if not I I might need to go over into Sunday but let me try to see um I restarted the computer several times and I also just now um 
had shut it down. So let me see if it's working. I'm going to spend a couple minutes here doing that. If you all could just bear with me. Um, I'll play a little bit of more music and um, just give me a moment.
Okay, thank you all so much for holding. I really do appreciate that. So I was unable to get logged in again. Not sure how this is going to work or pan out for me, but it's okay. And what I mean by that is I have a lot of stuff to do on the internet. But um, since I don't have access to the internet, it's not even working on my phone. So I don't really know what's going on. Okay, so... I'm just going to be looking through Bible verses today. Um, I saw that there is a comment from Sava. Sava, um, she says, after many discussions with my peers, we have come to understand that the job is meant to suppress the immune system. The, the SIO of COVID-19 surrounding the job is meant to divide the people and weaken humanity for the purpose of mass control over the population of the world. Well, um, these are all interesting points. And I would say it would lead to a very great discussion. However, today I am focusing on women's health and it doesn't include a discussion about COVID-19 or surrounding anything with COVID-19. Although I would like to sort of respond um, in detail, but I'll briefly um, give a response to that. And I would just say um, mass control over the population of the world isn't something that, you know, we can definitively prove. And so when we are um, forming our theses or theories surrounding anything, you want to be able to provide some facts attached to that, right? So um, when it comes to COVID-19 and um, controlling the population of the world, you know, you you really need to be able to provide proof. So the, the, close, the closest thing that I have to understanding COVID-19 is the use of CRISPR technology. And so I do know a lot about CRISPR technology that I will not be getting into today, um, but if you wanted to, I have a blog that you can definitely go and read. It is called COVID, um, the COVID shot. Go on my blog and read that, and then you'll be able to see um, or read specifically about some of the issues that I raised surrounding CRISPR technology. and. Um, it's not, I don't think I, I really spoke in detail about COVID-19 besides um, CRISPR technology did create the diagnostic tool for COVID-19, but that's just about it, okay? So, I don't want to get into those details here. Um, So, I would like to go over some scriptures about Sarah. So, I've been talking about women's health and how being positive can really impact your your uh, life. And um, I didn't really get a chance to go over the self-care practices yesterday, but I really did want to go into some details about self-care practices and how it also relates to you seeing yourself as God sees you, because it's really important to be able to see yourself the way that God sees you, you know? So I was actually talking about, um, I was in Genesis chapter, what chapter? Because I was reading this. Okay, so I left off yesterday. I believe I left off at uh, Genesis. Um, hi, hi, Sava. 
I actually responded to your request. And if you go back and listen to the podcast, I was just basically, hi. Yeah. So I was just saying that since this is a women's health discussion, you can go and read the, um, my blog on um, the COVID shot and you'll be able to see what actually what it does and um, how it does impact the body. Um, as far as mass population control, I, I wouldn't know if that is what the goal is. So I usually don't like talking about things if it leads to like conspiracy theories. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I am someone that really supports the facts, um, opinions are, they, they are generated most of the time, but they aren't something that can be, um, conclusive. So I really, really support ideas that, you know, provide evidentiary claims. For instance, the Bible, we see that there is evidence to support that Jesus resurrected. We have archeologists, we have artifacts, we have all sorts of things um yeah so you you're researching the new world order extensively yeah so um yeah so i'm not going to get in that discussion today maybe i can talk about that on another podcast i'll write that down to say new world order and so that that way i can address um many of the conspiracy theories surrounding the new world order okay i'm not negating anything that you're saying of course um i just want to stay on topic and um, if you wanted to contribute to this discussion, you're open to, you know, make your stance or interject at any time. Um, but I really wanted to reflect on this. I was having some technical difficulties. I have a technician coming out trying to fix my internet. So, um, yeah, sure. Thank you. I, I really love your feedback and engagement. Maybe I could talk about the New World Order. It's something that is being um, prominent in society and it's uh conspiracy theories is actually a growing topic it's um increasing all around the world so that could be an interesting blog to write about um maybe that'll be one of my next maybe the next third the second or third um podcast that i can talk about the new world order uh, okay so yesterday um reflecting back on yesterday's discussion about jacob and him being, um, and him doubting God. Thank you so much for liking the show. I do appreciate that too. Um, so we're in uh, Genesis chapter 32 and verse, uh, what was this? Verse, um, verse 20. And so we see that, that Jacob is doubting God, right? In verse 20 through, um, he wants to basically, He's not seeing himself the way God sees him. And so it's so important for us as children of God to be able to see ourselves the way that God sees us. So you want to be able to maintain these self-care practices that incorporates the way God sees you. So like if you're stressing now or if you're depressed or if you're worrying about things, that's a sin. And, and I know I don't like nitpicking like this is a sin. That's a sin. We have conscious sins and we have unconscious sins every single day. Well, we're inadvertently, you know, making mistakes that are not intentional. And so what we have to do is we have to revert back and refocus our minds on the things that God wants us to do. 
And so the way that we do that is we say, okay, God wants us to focus on him and on the kingdom of heaven. God says to put your, put your mind on heavenly things and not on the worldly things. So like, for instance, when I sit back and I think about heaven, I think about, okay, so how, how are the gardens in heaven or is there gardens in heaven? How many gardens could be in heaven? Like, are they like tropical? Are they magical looking or like not magical? Of course, nothing is magical with God, but how do they look? And so I think about those things. I also think about the mansions that are in heaven. Like, are they shared spaces amongst the angels? You know, like once, once um, God decides to judge the tribes of Israel, right? Will they all be sharing the space in the mansions? Like, you know, will they be like quiet mansions or like um, joyful mansions, happy mansions, like different ones? Because Jesus did talk about, I like to think that God is in our hands. It's completely eye-opening. Um, well, I, I, I look at God in a way where he's um, infinite. So... That means that if we place limitations on God, then you are um, basically providing false information. So God isn't limited. So when I think about God, I think about him being infinite. And so since God created Adam, God is a him. He says that I am that I am in um, the book of Genesis, right? Like we read all of this. And so like I've been, well, I don't know what you mean. Thank you for the love. I appreciate the hearts and stuff. Um, I don't know about manifesting our heavenly experience. I don't know what scripture that would be in. I usually don't like to deflect too much on opinion. Um, so Sava is explaining, she says that she thinks that everyone has been given the opportunity to manifest their heavenly experience. So when it comes to like manifesting your heavenly experience, I think that we have access to the heavenly realms through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so by us having access to the Holy Spirit, it allows us a different type of experience than the rest of the world and so what i mean by that is like today i was literally having long discussions with god and so i explained i said god you know you're so easier to talk to you're you're much easier to talk more efficient it's more of an efficient process to talk to you than talking on my podcast you know, it's like <laughs> there is so many people on the podcast um, where when I speak to you, it's just like me and you. And so my relationship with God, it continues to grow and grow and grow. So the Bible is not allegorical. I would say that the Bible is the authoritarian word that God places for us to be able to understand what his will is and what his plan is and what his purpose is so if you want to understand who god is you have to look at the bible in a way where it's god's authority so i um for one i believe that 
when we have access to the Holy Spirit, it allows us to do things. Um, <laughs> so that that's that's something that's deviating from the topic. But when it comes to the Word of God, so Salva asks, "Do you think the Earth is flat or a globe?" So the Earth is a firmament. We see this in Genesis. Okay, but I don't like Salva because the Bible depicts the world as as a flat plane. Well, the earth, it, the earth is a sphere. Um, when you think about the firmament, it is, um, it is not flat. Okay, but I don't want to get into that right now. Okay, I want to stay on topic, and so I like some of those biblical questions that you were asking because it does um, sort of correlate with understanding um, the self care practices and how you can see yourself as God sees you. And so when I think about communicating with God, I really, really find it it's more of a calming process than it is when you're publicly speaking. Like, for instance, I'm speaking to a room of almost 900 people. And so that is a lot. I feel pressured there. But when I'm talking to God, it's like it's our conversations are so fluid. So how are you spending your alone time? It's like the more and more you talk to God, the more and more you see yourself as he sees you. So we need to be able to understand that we need to see ourselves the way God sees us. And so when um, Jacob, I wanted to reflect on a couple of points from yesterday that I didn't um, mention. So this is once again, I'm in um, Genesis chapter 32. Verses, um, verse 25. Okay, so Genesis 32, 25 through, um, 28. Okay, and so this is when Jacob is wrestling with God. And so when I, what I thought about today, when I was speaking to God about Jacob, I was like, okay, so when Jacob was wrestling you, what did what does that like really mean? And so God said that when Jacob humbled himself with his brother, this allowed him to basically win God's favor. Because we see in verse 20, all the way from actually verse 19. Through verse 21, um, it says Jacob gave the same instructions to the second and third herdsmen to, and I'm looking, I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation. Let me actually go on my phone so I could read from the NIV version. So I was looking on my um Bible. So this is Genesis. Because I'm trying to actually learn more. I, I love reading different translations, actually. Genesis 32. and um, Okay, so we're going to look at verse 19 onward. And I'm on my phone, so please bear with me. So I'm um, actually going back and forth from the screens interchangeably. So in Genesis 32, 19, it says, I'm going to look at the NIV version. Okay. 
He also instructed the second and the third and all the others who followed the herds. You are to say the same thing to Esau when you meet him and be sure to say your servant Jacob is coming behind us. For he thought I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later when I see him, perhaps he will, he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. And so Jacob was not supposed to be a, a servant. He's not a servant to his brother, period, at all. Um, but that night Jacob wrestled with God. And so we see him wrestling with God as a sign that Jacob was doubting God, really, you know, he because he didn't have to send anyone ahead he did not have to tell his herdsmen he didn't have to tell jacob that he was his servant these are all ways that he humbled himself because he was blessed with a very high position that god will allow nations to serve him nations and so it was him like sort of deflecting his position and with him demoting himself from what was the, what was his actual blessing, then he wasn't seeing himself as God sees him. You know, his father Isaac blessed him, and he says he says right here that um which which verse is that he said um okay. he says. This is the New Living Translation in Genesis uh, 27, verse 28. It says, from the dew of heavens and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants and may they bow down to you. So him, you know, like acting as a servant to Esau, that, that's not nations bowing down to him. You know, so he's not seeing himself as God sees him. But what the point of the matter is, is that going back all the way to 32 again, we see that God, we see in, um, what verse is this? It says, uh, so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip. He could not overpower him. That's the thing. He could not overpower him because Jacob was humble. God isn't going to get upset with you when you humble. You understand? You 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 can't you win with God when you are humble. That was a humbling act with him becoming a servant. When the blessing over, over Jacob's life was for him to have nations serve him and bow down to him. So he humbled himself. So with him humbling himself, become lower, he's lowering his standards from what God called him to be, right? And so this tells us something. And so this is what I want to reflect on this point right here. This point in verse 25 genesis 32 25 when a man saw that he could not overpower him 
He could not overpower him. Jacob was a humble man. We see this throughout the time of him building, building a relationship with, uh, with Laban or Laban or however you want to pronounce his name. Um, with Rachel <coughs> and Leah, he waited for um, Rachel for seven years and then was, you know, deceived by their dad with getting Leah instead of Rachel. He waited seven years for Rachel and didn't get Rachel and worked another seven years to get Rachel. 14 years he waited for Rachel. 14 years. That's humble. You know? So when we look at the history of, um, you look at the history of Jacob. Jacob is humble. Even though he stole the blessing from Esau. When his mama told him to, to go back to your homeland, go there. Jacob fleed and he went there. Jacob was a humble man. Yes, he did steal Esau's blessing. Yes, he did steal. He uh Esau stole his birthright to him. But guess what? Jacob was humble. So when he wrestled with God, he wasn't wrestling with God. To be defeated by God. Because when you're humble. You can't be defeated. Now yes. You can have. When God blesses you with a certain. You know like God blesses you. And he says look you're the start of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. It's like well wait. Okay yes I'm a, I'm the, a city. I'm an ambassador of Christ. You know, like, so I'm all of these things who God says I am. So what does that mean? Don't, don't overdo that. You can become lower than that. Only to become humble. So be humble. So God said, God, when Jesus came here on earth, he wasn't in a Bentley. He wasn't, he didn't have horses and camels that were like so exquisite. He didn't have people picking him up. He walked. He went from one town to the next town. You understand? So like people are thinking that, that so, so Jesus became a servant. So you have to become a servant. When I was talking to God today, I talked to God about people and <laughs> it was kind of like a really interesting discussion that I, I had with God about this. Um, so I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, God, we think about when, when you think about wisdom, see wisdom and knowledge is a gift. Of the, of, it's, it's a gift. It's one of the gifts that the Holy Spirit distributes the gifts. Okay. So you, if you are equipped with the gift of knowledge, guess what? 
That means you have knowledge. But what good is knowledge if you're not sharing it? So it was not good for man to be alone. We see this in um, Genesis. Let's see. Go back to Genesis. Um, okay. We see here, and um, God said, and Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. That's what the Bible says. It is not good for a man to be alone. So I'm going to ask the question again. Knowledge. What good is knowledge if you're not sharing it? So what good is a meal if you're not sharing it? What good is a home without people? So God was speaking to me. And that's what God said, that we have to share and give. That's the point. If you have knowledge and you're not sharing it, it's meaningless. If you have a house and you're not utilizing it, it's meaningless. All of it. If you have 10 bedrooms with nobody living in them, it's meaningless. If you have all of the money in the world and you can't spend it all, it's meaningless. Because guess what? You're going to leave it to your, your descendants and they're going to do what they want to do with it. So, sharing, sharing and knowledge. That means that we share in pain. So let's go to this Bible verse. It's um, I'm gonna go to a Bible verse. It says, "Hold on, let me pull it. Let me pull it up." Um. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 27. Okay. 
Stop chapter 12, verse 27. Okay. It says, it says, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, okay? Um, if you all want to read along, it may be the, a different ver translation, that's fine. So, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse uh, 12, we're looking at the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So, it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles. Some are slaves and some are free, but we have all been baptized into the body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. So what this means is that some people are slaves to sin. Okay. They are slaves to greed. They are slaves to sexual immorality. They are slaves to their identity. They are a slave to unforgiveness. They are in bondage. So, you know, this is what this scripture is referring to. Okay, so now that we have that there, so when we see slaves, that's what it refers to. And um, Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. You are a part of the body of Christ. Okay, um, and so what that means is that the Gentiles were people that were uncircumcised, but we see that the woman, um, we see that the unbelieving there was a there was a woman in the Bible who she needed her daughter to get healed. And so, no, wait, what was, I'm trying to think of which one it was. Cause it was a man too, that wanted him to, that wanted to get. So there was a woman in the Bible who she wanted to get her daughter healed, but she was a Gentile. And so she talks about, um, basically how even the, even the dogs eat the crumbs. Right. And so even though the dogs eat the crumbs, she saying that even though like she's not she's not a Jew. So if okay, so we're gonna go to uh Matthew 15 and 27. It says, Yes, it is, Lord, she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So the Gentiles were people that basically cannot um they really didn't have god like that they were deceived about a lot of stuff they didn't have um they weren't circumcised and so we see all of that and um so in this there was this lady her daughter was demon possessed and so Jesus says in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 24, he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So the woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children. It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith.
faith. That woman was in Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 15. And so she's not the only one that produced that type of faith. You have Gentiles that produce faith that the Jews, the existing Jews couldn't produce. See, they didn't have Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. They had Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So, like, when you think about all of these different things, their faith level was at a different level. You understand? So, like, they're, they're under the law. Well, the law, it's kind of like you're working a job, and while you at this job, now you got a whole new computer system. Now they didn't purchase a different software program. Now your organization has switched from just basic like records to electronic health records. And now the doctors are no longer just spending a lot of time with their patients. Now they have to hire scribes and, you know, do a lot of writing and documentation and this electronic health record. It's like, oh, this is a tedious process that we don't like these new changes. And so when you think about Jesus coming and Jesus manifesting on earth, you have to think about the, the existing Jews that were there during that time. They were bound by the law. So it's like you're working this job. You've been using this software system for 15 years. You've been working at your company for 30 years. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to introduce a new integration system. Now, they want to integrate Oracle. That Now, they want to do SAS modules and stuff. They want to imp implement all of this AI technology and chat GPT and all of this stuff. It's like, no, no, no. That's uncomfortable. And I can tell you from me from experience, I don't like these some of these automations <laughs> i just be like oh no i don't need you to suggest anything to me get this off of my computer while i'm typing i'm writing my review i don't need no help from ai i don't want ai on my computer i don't need any um suggestions when i'm making a post on facebook or linkedin i know exactly what i want to say because I'm used to saying it, okay? And, you know, so, like, that's a, a process that isn't, like, going to really, really integrate cultural convergence. People are not going to want to adapt to those new softwares. And that's the same way that it was with the Jews, okay? They were under the law, the Torah, so when Jesus comes, it's like, okay, no, this is what, this is what you're going to understand. So that's the way it is. You either accept it or you don't. You believe part of the Bible or you believe all of it. That's the, that's another issue with the Jews that are bound under the law in Judaism. So moving forward we see that first corinthians 12 verse 12 i just wanted to explain 
the difference from the Jews and the Gentiles because it's imperative, important for us to know that God allowed the Gentiles to come in because of their faith. Their faith in him was incredible. So when you have a relationship with God, God speaks to you about things and you don't have to question nothing. So like I used to have a whole bunch of questions for God and that was because I wasn't really like like going after God. Like, you know, we need to go after God, chase after God. We had to communicate like like I want to literally spend a lot of time just talking with God. So this is important to understand. So um, I'm still in a New Living Translation. Follow along. Um, so it says some are slaves and some are free. Now, the people that are free are, are free from these bondages, like of greed, of sexual morality, of, you know, deception, you know. Um, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. So, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not the hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not the eye, would that make it any less part of the body? So, if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? So, what God is saying here is like, look. It don't matter if you Jew or Gentile. We are all a part of the body. Jesus Christ is the head of the body. We are just members of the body. And this is spiritual. So understand that. Um, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. See, that would, and see, that's why I'm reflecting back on that. If you understand that it would be weird for a body just to have, you know, like just a head and no other parts of the body. So that wouldn't actually, that would just be a head, right? And so, um, that's why we have to understand that we are positioned as part of the body for a reason. And so when God returns, his return isn't because he wanted you to be punished. It isn't because he wanted you not to understand that he loves you. It isn't. He wants you to understand that you are still a part of the body. The, the thing is, is that you have to choose God, voluntary, not involuntary. So God, like he did with Jacob, he crippled his hip, his tendon, as I talked about yesterday. So even though that tendon was crippled, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to him being defeated. 
It just means that in some areas of your life, you're going to experience some crippling things to take place that may make you feel like it's like, oh, this pressure is like so extreme, but you don't have to make those pressures your main extremities. They don't have to be something that causes defeat in your life. And so what God is saying here is that, look, it would be strange if your body only had one part. But there are many parts of one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. The most necessary. So sometimes many people may might say like, oh, well, your testimony is better than mine's. Your story sounds better. Oh, no, 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 no. Guess what? It doesn't matter about how small or big your testimony may be. It's there for the glory of God. It's going to impact another person's life. It's going to impact another person's life. Your story. How did God bring you out of that situation? That's for the glory of God. God does everything intentional because God is intentional. So it says here, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. So the reason why I'm reading this is, is because of this next verse here, this next part. It says, this makes, um, it says, if one part suffers, all the parts suffers with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. This is in verse 26. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26. In verse 27, it says, all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. And now it goes into detail about the parts. You have, first you have the apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help each other, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. So these are the gifts. But understand that if one suffers, we all suffer. So knowledge, you think worldly knowledge is something if you know many words in the dictionary. 
But just because you know words in the dictionary doesn't equate to you having knowledge. It just means that you have language down packed. It doesn't mean that you are effective. For instance, when I speak, I like to speak as if I am in a room with a group of five-year-olds, 16-year-olds, and 50-year-olds. If you can't convey your message to that group in a way where the five-year-olds, the 16-year-olds, and 50-year-olds who are all in the same room can understand what you're saying, then you don't have knowledge. So no one wants to have to go back to etymology and understand words in order to understand what you're saying. So knowledge is having the ability to communicate with the entire room of diverse people of varying ages. That is knowledge. That is gifted. That is the basis for conveying information. So when you don't do that and you use linguistics in a way that prohibits people. So linguistics is language, the way you speak, the words you use, how you talk, how you're using words. To spread your message, to tell other people. This is something that is very important. So we don't use words in a way to eliminate certain groups. That creates language barriers. That causes people to become disinterested. But when we think about the way we communicate and how we take care of ourselves, if you take care only yourself, how are you going to take care of anybody else? So we have to understand these practical applications that it takes to be victorious in life so that we can go out and share it and, and, and give the information to other people. So when we think about this, for instance, we think about Jacob wrestling with God, but he won when he wrestled with God. And, and so day breaks. See, day, when you think of day, you think of light. God created the day. It's light in the day. So he wrestled with God until daybreak, meaning that he was so he was humble to the point where he would have ran away and gave up everything. Could you imagine? Like I don't I don't like to to study the word in a way where it's eisegesis, but I think and sometimes we need to like probe a little further. And and what I mean by this is not like not reading into the word and forming our opinions, but really really understanding that. If he would have given up his throne, 
he would have given up his blessings. So he was in a place of darkness, which is why he wrestled with God at night. Until daybreak is when it stops. And right after he said your name, let's go back to this scripture. We're going to go back to Genesis. Uh, he says here, Genesis 32, 28. Your name would no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God with men and with men and have won. See that? He, <laughs> he literally ran away after he received his blessing from Isaac, which really, really should have been his anyway because his brother Esau sold his birthright to him. So, so by him selling his birthright, you know, he ended up getting the, the blessing in a deceptive way. But, but that was still something that was destined to happen. So he ran away, waited 14 years for the wife that he really wanted. He had to run away from that and take his family away because uh, Laban didn't, didn't want him to leave. And he left without letting him know. This is Rachel and uh, Leah's dad. So he makes a treaty with him. Explain to him how he's been misused and everything. He's humble, even though he has the throne. 14 years for a wife. He waited 14 years for the one he wanted. And now he got to go back and be a servant to his brother. He thinks he needs to be a servant to Esau. So when he wrestled with God, it shows clearly that he's no longer Jacob, but Israel. Because you have fought with God and with men and have won. He won. He won with God because of his humbleness. He won the wife he wanted because he stayed and waited another seven years. That's humble. He's about to give away all of his possessions to his brother. His herdsman is telling him, go ahead, go ahead and give all them gifts to my brother. He's giving up everything. He's giving it all up. Because he's humble. So we have to understand that God wants us to be humble in situations. And so we, 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 we can be humble when we realize what your position is. Know your position. So I know that my position is great. I know that God loves me. I know that no matter what. And no matter how much I get attacked, like spiritually or anything like that, no matter what, God got my back. You can't do anything to God's children. When God has something planned, it will be fulfilled. 
God's word goes out and it accomplishes that which is, is sent out to do. So another thing, now we go, if we move forward, we're going to go and move forward and talks about if you go to um, Genesis, so from Genesis 32, when we move forward to Genesis 33, we, uh, Jacob makes, it makes peace with Esau. Um, Esau ended up taking the gifts from him. He also, um, they, they go, they move to um, Shisham. They end up, you know, his daughter Dina end up getting raped by Shisham. And um, the father... Shisham's father, which is Hamar, Hamor, um, he he's really encouraging uh, the marriage between Dina and Shisham, but the brothers, um, which are Simeon and Levi, don't really want that to happen. So they slaughter the whole village of where they were staying at in Shisham. They kill everybody. Then they escape. They go and they um, return to uh, Bethel. Um, so Jacob builds an altar and, um, he builds an altar and then we see in Genesis 35 and verse nine, it says now that Jacob had returned from Padan, from Padan around God appears to him again in Bethel. God bless him saying, your name is Jacob. But you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. We, we already see that this took place all the way in verse, in verse 32. But he was still being called Jacob. We also see how um, if we move forward to... Um, Genesis 35 and verse 2. It says, So Jacob told everyone in his household, Get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourselves, and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. But I meant to read the first uh, verse, uh, Genesis 35. It says, then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled your brother Esau. The, the God who appeared to him was the God who he wrestled with. So God appears to him when he was trying to, he was he getting rid of the fled and fleeing Esau. You know, so we we understand that it was a process for Jacob to transition into his position. There was a process. And so it might be a process with you. That's fine. It may be a process in your life or you're going through experiences that you may think that you're defeated, but you're not. God does not want you bitter and feeling hopeless. 
God with his agape love is going to fill you up to give you hope and prosperity. Don't give up. Whatever you do, never give up for what God has planned for you. So, how do we sort of maintain, how does self-care practices influence our identity with Christ? So, I want to talk about that. Okay, um, but before I do, see, I really would like to, I really want to play a video. Let me try to um, see if this internet will work again. Give me one moment. God, please let this work. One moment, everybody. Hey everybody. So um let me cut this video. Okay, so let's see here. One second. All right. So it is working. Ha! Yes. Okay, it's finally working. The internet is working. Okay. I was a bit concerned, but not too much. Okay. I know God takes care of us, so don't have to worry. Okay, here we go. Yay! Yay! Internet is working. It's working. Okay, so let me share my screen. Sure to sound everything working okay all right so i have a video 
it talks about 25 self-care ideas to practice today and this is a video by um, megan livingston um so she talks about intuitive eating how to start journaling how to listen to your intuition i want to really focus on that is not intuition that would be the holy spirit in you um also she talks about the different types of um mineral um that you can use um but some stuff i would like to really talk about and some stuff i don't want to really talk about so i'm gonna skip over some things this is a 22 minute video it shouldn't really be that long for us to talk about um <laughs> excuse me i'm just gonna go over some of the main things here so let's look at the introduction the best way to make money on amazon is not with physical products hello everyone out there how's it going welcome back to my channel <sighs> i'm out of breath because i just hurried up real quick to try and sit down and film this video because i just have a few minutes um hope you're all doing well welcome welcome here um today i want to share with you 25 self-care ideas perhaps you can select one or two of them that really resonate with you that you think would just feel really good for you to start um to do today or sometime later this week um i think that self-care is so important and the thing too is that there's so many different ways for us to practice self-care that sometimes we don't even necessarily think about things that don't always come to the forefront of our mind when we think about self-care right i think sometimes we we think self-care means taking a bubble bath and you know painting our fingernails and it can mean that sometimes but there's actually so many different ways for us to really care for ourselves and so i want to share with you 25 ideas and i want to hear from you as well let me know in the comments below uh, one of your favorite ways to practice self-care or what self-care means to you let me know in the comments below actually so, i'm gonna take... um turn to this what other video is my that video was a little bit too long and so i'm gonna go and i'm not just talking one. about grammar or spelling. um hey there a, let's talk about this. this is a video that is a self-care action plan where um it talks about how you can um like really focus and reflect on what's best for you um and so this is basically it was hosted by hank green um and so this is a five minute video instead so i'll play this one okay Self-care. Now, Parks and Rec, of course, is pretty great, but self-care is more than just treating yourself. Self-care is not a reward, though sometimes that can be part of it. It's a vital piece of the ongoing process of being a human. To quote the self-help classic, Codependent No More, self-care is an attitude that says, I am responsible for myself. In other words, I am my responsibility, and I will honor that responsibility as I would anything else that was precious to me. So let's make an action plan for using self-care to make our lives more awesome. Step one, recognize that it is indeed okay to take care of yourself. Nay, it is not just okay, it is smart. As Lifehacker puts it, self-care helps prevent burnout, reduces the negative psychological and physical effects of stress, and helps you refocus on what's true and important. 
Like, there's an entire peer-reviewed international journal on burnout. This is like a real big, difficult problem to solve. And this may seem counterintuitive, but it actually makes you more productive, not less, to set time aside for yourself. And regardless of your productivity levels, recognize that you are a human being, and that is enough to warrant compassion and kindness. For real. Step two, ideally before the need strikes, research outwardly and inwardly what self-care means and what works for you. There are self-care actions that can help pretty much everyone, getting proper nutrition, some exercise, enough sleep, hydrating, and taking small breaks throughout the workday. I like to go for walks, and I like to be forced to do it by my friends or family or baby. We'll link to a list of almost 50 self-care actions now. But everyone is unique, so it's important to ask what actions make my puppies doing a bunch of push-ups, pillow fights, putting some prattles. I have a baby now, and I like that's. I feel like I'm doing a thing that I was designed for, and that I need to be doing, and that I also just really like. Sometimes he's angry though, and he yells at me, but most of the time I get cuddles. Now, one possible self-care action from us to you, start a digital warm and fuzzy file and fill it with compliments or kind words you've received, good memories, and favorite photos. Like, I have to admit, I get lots of people saying nice things about me on the internet, and that helps get me through the day. Being able to look through this file when you're feeling down might go a long way to bringing you back up. You want this list to be both ample and flexible, and you may even want to break it into different categories. For instance, T. Michael Martin, the fellow who wrote this script, by the way, has a spreadsheet of self-care actions organized by types of negative experiences. After all, the self-care you need while you're depressed may not be the same self-care that helps when you're overwhelmed with work. Also, if other people are involved in these self-care actions, it's totally cool to let them know now that they are part of your action plan. They may not always be available, but odds are if they're a good friend, they're gonna do their best to do their part. Step three, self-care powers activate. It's best if you can recognize the warning signs that you could use some self-care before things go into the red zone. For me, by the way, it's when I notice my fingers going to websites that I didn't intend on going to. <laughs> like just typing in reddit.com when I have a ton of work to do is a that I should go for maybe a little walk to recharge the batteries. If you're keeping a journal, you might notice a pattern or two in your behavior. Perhaps you'll notice a bleaker mood than normal or disturbed sleep. Either way, once the need becomes apparent, consult your list and follow through. And that is all that we have for you today. But if you have any self-care tips, please let us and other people who are looking know down in the comments below. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, take care of yourself, your friends, and your neighbors. It's the adult thing to do. Okay. That was so awesome. I like that video. So, um, do anybody have any questions about that video? Okay. All right. So, what I like to reflect on, I really enjoy how it was, you know, clear and concise. But when we think about burnout, we think about, you know, like... I'm overworking myself. You're overexerting yourself. But think about this. Sometimes overexertion is good, all right, in certain situations. So, for instance, I needed to complete my pilot research. And I reviewed the data. And I was under a time constraint. 
I have set goals for myself, smart goals from when I want to make sure that my work is completed. And so I do this for myself and it doesn't actually incorporate the responses of other people. So I have professors that have to review my information. I have a committee. I have a chair. Um, there are different people that are involved in the process. So I don't incorporate that into my smart goal. I, what I do was, um, what I did was incorporate what I can do within my means. And so for two weeks, I worked for 14 to 16 hours a day. And I basically woke up, went to sleep, ate, woke up, went to sleep, ate, and only worked on my pilot research. I did a lot of writing, a lot of editing, um, reviewing the findings, everything. And I did it for two weeks straight, every single day. So I was kind of sleep deprived, right? But it was important for me to make sure that I get this turned in and submit it. Now, how long will it take somebody to review it? You know, it could take three weeks to a month for them to actually review it. That's fine. But I just knew the sooner I get it in, the sooner that they'll be able to review it. This includes my committee and my chair. And so that took burnout. It was like a time where I needed to overexert myself, right? So another um, example I have is I worked at, I actually worked at a shelter and I would see about 25 to 30 people every single day. I would get them jobs, people within the community, people that were living in the shelter. When they make recommendations, I do resume, I do mock interviews, I do coaching, I do mentoring, I was doing everything. And it's like back to back to back. It's like, everybody, where's Deanna? Where's Deanna? Deanna's here. I can only see, I can only have about seven scheduled interviews per day for um, resume writing. The other ones are really scheduling interviews, going over smart goals, making sure that everyone understands, you know, enhancing and improving your, your skills by maybe um, doing some work, obtaining some certificates, you know, just doing reading, writing and stuff like that. So that was a process where that was overexertion, but I wasn't, I didn't experience burnout. That was something that I enjoyed doing. It was a tedious process, but that was something that I enjoyed doing. Another thing is that burnout can be serious. So whenever you're overexerting yourself and now you're um, enduring some like stress and now it's going over to some anxiety and, and some depression, you want to make sure that you address those issues right away. So, for instance, I went through um, uh, some complications. I went through some complications at school, and I had some disagreements with my my chair, and I had to get a new chair. I had to file an appeal to stay in school, and I went through a lot of stuff, basically in a year and a half. And so, instead of me just going through this all alone and I'm not alone because God is with me. I'm also in counseling. 
So every week now, I go to counseling and I talk about the issues that I have in school and how I can do better as a person and have better self-reflexivity. So it's really about me improving my overall quality while I'm at school. And so when you see certain things, like I feel like I'm always working hard. I don't make excuses. I turn in all of my homework. I complete my assignments and I'm talking about myself because I have to look at myself and how I partially contribute to you know, um, my reaction to what has been taking place at my school. So not to go into too much detail, I just wanted to say that, you know, counseling is nothing wrong with counseling. You know, I'm able to convey and talk about so many different things that was, that's bothered, that bothers me. Um, I am a pretty hard student, hardworking student. I don't make excuses because excuses are permanent conditions. And so I, 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 I don't allow myself to. I get the job done. If I don't understand something, I'm going to ask questions. Um, so it's so important to make sure that you're seeking the help that you need. You can seek the help of counselors. You can seek the help of your support systems. And, and things like that. So I really wanted to talk about the burnout. And so when you find yourself being overexerted and now you're, it's accompanied with stress. And now it's accompanied with now when you leave work, you're going home and you're talking about everything at work at home and you're not leaving it at work. Then now you're overexerting yourself. Everybody that you talk to, you talking about your job. It's just the job, the job, the job. This is an issue. Get counseling for it. It's fine. It's nothing wrong with counseling. God, God, will, God is your true counselor. Yes. Um, but if you want to seek professional help and you want to talk about what's going on, you should seek the, the help of a professional. Why not? So I'm seeing a counselor. And another thing is, um, how do your self-care appear outwardly and inwardly? So for me, so yesterday I was in a grocery store. And when I was in the grocery store, there was this lady and this young man that was talking to me. So they say, oh, I like your hair. Your hair is so nice. And I was like, my hair look nice. I need to do my hair. But I like my hair like this. Actually, I don't like doing my hair that frequent. I actually can do hair. I can do hair for a living if that was something that I chose to do. But I don't choose to do hair for a living. And so um, they asked, so how do you take care of your hair? And I'm like, well, I don't put chemicals in my hair because your skin can be, your skin can absorb everything that you put on it. It absorbs the lotion, it absorbs the soap, it absorbs chemicals, it absorbs everything. So I don't put soap in my hair. I, the only, well, I put soap, but I don't use soap that has dioxins. I use this detergent to get rid of all of the dirt. That's it. I don't put anything else. Or I use castor oil. That's the only organic castor oil. That's it. Nothing else. I don't put anything else in my hair. This is my fourth time growing locks and um, 
I've always shaved my hair and grow it back and it grows back pretty good. So um they were like, Well, could you could you do my hair? And I'm like, so I don't do other people hair. But I do do other people hair, but I don't just like I don't want to do that for a living. So I don't do anyone's hair, maybe hair, maybe my kids and a few friends, but I don't like doing hair. Um, that's not something that I want to do uh, as a part of my lifestyle, doing hair. So that's self care. It's like, but I'll give you my number, and if I if I have the time to, I'll you know let you know when I can do your hair. Um, so the outward part for me, it isn't about what other people think about my hair. Um, hair has been a major topic in the minority community because of the different styles, the the different textures, including the locks, right? Um, but for me, locks is something that closely resembles Jesus Christ. His hair was like wool. And so when you touch a lock, it feels like wool. I, I just like the locks because I feel that it closely resembles wool, like Jesus' hair. Um, there are many stereotypes surrounding your hair. So it's really about you being able to maintain that confidence um, value at the value that God has placed you at. Are you confident in your skin? Are you, are you okay with your skin? Are you okay with your hair? So I'm okay with my hair. Like many, most of the time, I don't have any headband on my hair. I wrap my hair around my hair in order to put these pigtails in there. Um, I really am satisfied with how my, my really my goal is to make sure that my hair is growing efficiently. It's not about the design. Um, I want it to be healthy and grow efficiently. So I only get one brain, which is why I haven't put any chemicals in my hair since I was a teenager. I don't dye my hair, period. I don't put chemicals in my hair at all. So that is a part of my outward self-care. I want to make sure that I'm using organic castor oil. Um, another thing is like inwardly, I make sure that I... I go to the doctor and make sure that my health, my I check my um, hemoglobin level, which is my blood level, because I've had like low hemoglobin in the past. Also, I get my liver and my kidneys checked. I get a, a biophysical every year. So I'm pretty healthy. I'm a healthy person. Okay. I'm 40 years old. Okay. And so God is like, really like, inwardly, I feel good. And outwardly, do so we think about, think about some activities you like. So do you like exercising? You want to be able to take small breaks. You want to um, just take the right type of nutrition. So for me, I kind of like train myself not to, I don't drink soda or what some people call pop. I don't drink that. I drink water and juice. 
and pretty much I drink more water than any other beverage at all. I just drink bottles of water all the time. Just give me some water with that or some milk. Let me get some water. Let me get some milk. Okay. I'm not drinking. I don't drink soda. I don't like it. it I haven't drunk soda. I don't know how many years, probably since I was a teenager. I don't drink that. It, it feels like it's cutting my throat. So the way I eat is I'm, I'm pretty much real good with my nutrition. I just probably was eating a little bit too much chicken moving to the South, but I don't, it's a lot of stuff I don't do. I don't eat pork. I don't like um red meat that much. Um, so I'll eat steak here and there, but nutrition is important, right? So when we think about these things, think about the things that are that will make you feel good. It isn't about what other people think, it isn't about how they feel about it. It isn't about that, it's about you and your self-care. How do you take care of yourself? So for me, I like to take baths and sit in the tub for an hour and just like relax. I think it's so soothing, just relaxing, just have silent moments, communicate with God and just God, thank you. So and then I get my nails done, you know, like I take this time out to get my nails done or I may take myself out to eat like, OK, I deserve this. So let me, let me go out. But he did say, it's not about what you think you deserve. But, well, I feel that after two weeks of working for 14 to 16 hours doing homework, I deserve to go out to eat. So I'm going to have me a nice meal and I'm going to take the recommendation of the dessert from the person that's serving me, the server. What is the best dessert you have? Because I want the best, okay? So, um, remembering to take care of yourself is something that's so important. Um, you can also, you know, look at videos, do journaling, um, affirmations. He said, put a, put, get you a keysay box and put a lot of compliments in there. I don't usually do that. If, if you want to do something, speak comfort, speak affirmations over yourself. Speak affirmations over your kids. So I say that we are, we always have more money than we need. That's an affirmation. I'm speaking it. I believe it is going to happen, right? Um. So whatever it is I need, I, I'm going to always have my need. My, our needs will always be met in the name of Jesus Christ. We prevail and triumph over our enemies every single day. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are speaking affirmations. We believe these things. We say it. We speak it. You know, we have the authority. We walk with the authority of Christ. So that's what God wants for us. Okay. Um, support systems. Always seek your support systems. But remember your position. As God has given you your position. Okay. God says. So let's let's talk about what God says for us, okay? Um Okay. Okay. So the true identity that some of the things that God says 
is um we could see in joshua joshua 1 and 9 it says when i say i am alone god says he is always with me have i not commanded you have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go see so what this means is that it doesn't really matter about you know if you feel alone god is with you so don't be discouraged be courageous so you know um and so if you if you feel that you're weak you know you're gonna be weak don't feel that way so um also i say or have said i am scared but god says i am healed you see this in isaiah 53 and 5 but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our inequities, the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. So if you scared, you just know, take, call God. God, take this fear out of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will not be afraid. I'm courageous. I am fearless to this world. The world can't do nothing to me. Nobody don't have no power over you. God authorizes everything. Okay, so how is your relationship with God? Because if you're talking to him, you're going to know what God has planned for you. Um, the next one here, this is by Dr. Uh, Michelle Bingston, Hope Hearts, Hope, uh, Hope Agents. So she says um, she recognizes she's a sinner, but God says she is forgiven. So, yes, we are sinners, but you forgiven. So it says here in 1 John 2 and 12. I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. So you don't have to think about your mistakes. Let it go and move forward. God, I messed up. You know, like I had an attitude problem. Help me. Help me. Help me get over being upset with them. Help me get over the way I was feeling bitter. Help me get over that bitterness. I don't want to feel bitterness, right? I don't want them to feel bitterness. Sometimes I have been around people. I'd be like, like, did I do something to you? So did I make you bitter? What did I do? So you have to understand, like, sometimes we do things inadvertently, right? That means that we do things and not, we are not aware that we did it. So you, you hurt somebody and you don't know you hurt them. You hurt their feelings. Right? You don't know that you cause pain in their heart. So it's like, okay, well, God, please heal anybody that I hurt their feelings or cause pain in their life in any type of way, God. Heal them. So it's just all about that. What I will do is I'm going to post these things on the blog and hopefully you all can have access to them. Um, because I haven't been really able to go onto the website and see. So hopefully after this um, podcast tonight, I'll be able to see my own blogs, okay? Um, it looks like the inter internet is working more efficiently now, so I'm in good hands with that. God really just helped me with that. So um, looks like I'm going to be continuing this on to Sunday. So there's no rush. I'm not in a rush to move forward. I just, you know, to move forward on a different podcast, I am... Really would like to make sure that this point is made because women's health is important. Um, you know, women take on a lot of responsibilities, but it's so important for us to know our position in the body of Christ. Right. And so, you know, um, we are we, we are important to God. So 
understand how God has made you and what he wants for you because he does want the best for you but understand who god says you are and and take those self-care practices that you need to maintain your life and you incorporate that into your daily living and so that's something that's imperative it's so important for us to be able to do so this is things that we need to be able to do on a regular basis all the time it's like okay maintain your self-care take care of you all right um because if you don't then you know god isn't going to god gives you all of the tools and um god has given you all the tools that you need in order to be victorious but you have to utilize those tools in a way where you're efficient and effective because there's a difference between being efficient and effective all right so efficiency will allow you to just um do what you need to do you will go to your job and you're not you know being effective you just being efficient enough to get by but in order for you to be efficient and effective you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're seeing yourself as god sees you so that's very important and it may not be you going out and getting your nails or getting your hair done or something like that. It just may be whatever it is. Maybe you just need some alone time where you could just sit back and just have peace of mind, you know, or maybe just read or just like just lay out on the couch and just relax. Maybe that is your self-care practice. But you need to be able to identify those things that you're missing um, because God wants us to be your efficient and effective self. All right. So let me go ahead and stop share and um, let me go ahead and pray for us. All right. Father God, we come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for your word today. We ask that you please allow us to draw closer to you so that you will draw closer to us. Most importantly, please let your will be done. Continue to inspire us and encourage us. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is still near Tom and blood. Amen. All right, that's it. So, you guys, please go ahead and um, like the page, share, share, share on your uh, social media platforms. And also, if you have any questions and you wanted to suggest a topic, we see that Sava, she suggested the New World Order. So, um that can be a discussion I, i'm going to create something for that to be a podcast new world order and conspiracy theories right um i'm not a conspiracy theorist i am a person of facts i like to combat dogmatism so that's basically fact versus opinion these things are important for me um so if you needed to get a prayer um request or you have a prayer request please go ahead and send that email to lawslifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org. Also, if you are interested in doing maybe some mandated community service by the court, or if you wanted to volunteer, or if you needed to complete an internship for college credit, in addition to, you know, just maybe um, becoming an author, you like to write something and you like to, you know, provide your input and insight you know to a large audience go ahead and send me an email at info at suddenchangescorporation.org all right so i look forward to seeing you all on sunday thank you so much for joining me tonight you all have a nice weekend good night